Good morning. I'm not gonna lie, there's more of you than I thought. Good work, good work. Well, welcome, I'm glad you're here to start the new year with us this morning. I think it will be um, a hopefully a profound morning together. Uh, and if you're joining us online this morning, we're so glad you're here. If you're able, why don't you stand and we're gonna worship together this morning.
pray with me? God, we come this morning, the first day of a brand new year, and God, our singular prayer today is that you just meet with us here in this place. God, help us to see you, to know you, to experience you both individually and communally together as the people of God. Our eyes are open, our ears are open, our hearts are open, God, to however you want to speak, to however you want to move. God, we lay down everything before you this morning. God, we acknowledge that we are not here by mistake or by accident, that you have brought us to this place, God. And it is a privilege because we are in the presence of the Almighty. So God, do what you want today. Help us to just see you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Happy New Year. Oh, man, 2023. Anybody else still like, well, 2022 was gone like that. Mike, any of you uh, stay up till midnight kind of people? Oh, I see those hands. Look at you. How many of you are like, I celebrate on the East Coast or in Australia? Either way, right? There you go. There you go. The older you get. I asleep for two hours and then woke up to watch the replay of it. Oh, watch the replay. There you go. There you go. You know, kids wake you up. That fun stuff. Well, I, it is exciting to be here. On January 1st, it is a new year. And, and you know, there's nothing real magical about a new year. It's just, I know for me personally, though, there's something about where it feels like that page is being turned. It is a kind of a fresh start. Nothing's really that different from yesterday, is it? But within me, I know that it's a reminder that with God, every day is a fresh start. And his mercies are new every morning and all that good stuff. And so I'm glad that you're here. If you're joining us online, welcome. We're really glad to have you as well. Today's going to be a little bit of a different service. We've done this a few times, but it, we're going to kind of intermix the music with some talking and questions to get you thinking today about where you've been and where you're going to be. And we're excited about what God's going to do here in and through us today. A um, couple things just to bring to your mind. You know, we value connection with God it's one of the things we talk about a lot. And uh, a few months ago, we started a prayer meeting, a prayer time where we get together once a month. And it's on the first Wednesday of the month. And guess what this Wednesday is? The first Wednesday of the month. And so here in our chapel down this wing here, if you're interested and you just want to come pray at 7 p.m. Wednesday night, I encourage you to come join us. We, take some, we pray for about an hour. And uh, it's kind of a guided thing. You, nobody puts you on the spot. Nobody gives you a microphone to have to speak. But you know, if you feel something kind of drawing you to be more of a person of prayer, let me encourage you to come. It's great to just kind of sit in that room with other people and just seek God together and open our eyes and our ears to what he might be wanting to say to us. And then because we believe that transformation is key when we follow Jesus and we do that through spiritual practices, one of the things we have coming up later this month is our winter retreat. Winter retreat. It's on January 28th. It's going to be at Raccoon River Lodge, the nature lodge there. It's where we have our church picnic. So from 9 a.m. to 12, I'm going to encourage you to come. Put that on your calendar, and we'll spend some time that morning walking through different spiritual practices, learning how to grow together. You know, one of the challenges sometimes with spiritual practices is they're very easy to do by yourself. Silence and solitude is wonderful alone, right? Especially if you're a parent. Ooh, praise God for that. But you know, one of the challenges for us is to figure out how to do this together. Because really, even though transformation can come between with you and God, real transformation happens when we come together and we exist together in the community of faith. And so mark this on your calendars. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great morning of connecting with one another and with God. 
Now, I told you today is different. And so as part of the different part of today, I'm going to say, kids, you are dismissed. You get to go downstairs with Miss Carrie and Miss Jen for a long time today. She's going to love us for this when I get home today. No, just kidding. And here's what I want you to do, those that are staying in the room. We're just going to take a moment. I'm going to give you some prompts, but you know, there's freedom in this. And so I say, if I say, close your eyes, and you're like, I don't want to close your eyes. My eyes. Don't close your eyes. I don't care. I'm not walking around looking at you. My main goal, our main goal for us, for you today, is for you to really connect with God and with one another. And so just take a moment right now in this stillness. Close your eyes if you want. And let's just take a moment. I read this week, it says, busyness functions like an addiction. When you stop, you have to face your thoughts, which terrifies most of us. So to cope, we have to keep up the busyness. This morning, we just want to hit the pause button for just a moment. There's a prayer that I love. look at the screens go back to that previous slide there Adam there we go I love this prayer it's from the Lectio 365 app it's every day and I think every time I see it I'm reminded just how much I need it let me encourage you just to pray that either silently or you can pray it with me let's say this together as we enter prayer now we pause to be still to breathe slowly to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. Take just a moment and reflect on that prayer. Is there a word or a phrase that stands out to you to focus on right now? I'll tell you my word, it's always scattered. <laughs> Probably no shock. Recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. Here's another prayer just to help us to focus. Go to that next prayer, Adam. Loving Father, help us to be still. We open our ears to hear you now and we quietly prepare our hearts for all that you have for us as we approach the new year. Amen. If you want to continue to sit and just receive this morning, please do. But if you want, you can stand as we sing this song together our hearts and our minds on Jesus is our vision this morning.
said, you're going to experience something a little different. It's January 1st, so we're going to do some reflecting. Jaden said to me this morning, why are we talking about last year? It's this year. It's 2023. Uh, But there's an author that I love, Emily Freeman, and she says that we don't learn from our experiences. We learn from reflecting on our experiences. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but um, it's easy to just experience things and move on. And there's something so powerful in looking back to see what God has done. So this morning, we're going to do this together. We're going to practice something, an, an old spiritual formation tool created over 400 years ago by St. Ignatius. And it's called the examine or the examen. And it's meant to be done daily. In fact, this is one of the few practices that I've done regularly in my life, a daily examine. But we're going to do it today, thinking about the whole year, doing a year of examine. And the reason that St. Ignatius created this way of reflection and prayer was just to help kind of detect or clarify where was God at work? Where is God at work and where is he moving me? Reflecting so that you can look ahead. And there's also something in the examine that helps us find God in all of these different places in our lives, in all of the different events and people and things that we've experienced. And so I hope this morning that this will be a gift to you to think, to look back, and then we'll spend some time looking ahead as we do an examine of this last year and then what's to come. And again, it's easy for us to think really individually, um, and that's okay, that's good. Think about your own individual life, but I also would ask you, just be open. We are a body here, so think communally as well. What, what has God done in our church Um, maybe in us as a community this year? What's God been doing in our world? So as you reflect back, maybe not just limiting yourself to thinking about your own life or your own world, but what's God doing in the world? What have we seen? What have we experienced as a country, as a community, as a world, as a church? 
together. So we're going to begin by looking back on the last 12 months. And, and even in scripture, we see this principle in the Old Testament and the New. There's, there's places where God invites his people to look back. Psalm 77, 11 through 12 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. And I think about even in the Old Testament, God inviting people to create a, a monument, to create and calling people living stones or something about marking what's happened, marking what you've experienced. And so I want you to take some time this morning now to reflect and to look back. And there are, there are blue journals on many of the, the rows here. So if you're somebody who likes to write things down in order to reflect, please grab one of those and you can have it. And there's pens. Um, maybe you want to get your phone out um, and take some notes on there. But I'm going to invite you to look back on the year. What were key events, maybe some monuments or stones in your life this year? What were key moments or milestones? Even as I look at your faces, and I know so many of your stories from this year, I'm like, oh, some of you are marking key losses. Some of you are marking key celebrations this year. Some of you are experiencing transition. Maybe you had new beginnings or new endings. Maybe you had health issues. Maybe there were relationships that came and went. So take a moment. I'm gonna give you just a few minutes. Reflect on those things. Some of you might need to jog your memory You can get out your phone and look through like your camera roll. That helps me. You know, I'm like, oh, that happened. I forgot about that. Um, Let's just take a minute and think about some of the key events that happened this year. examine it talks about places of consolation and places of desolation and so as you think about your year think about those two things consolation means kind of this sense of peace or joy what things brought you delight or peace or joy or contentment There are things in your life that felt beautiful or are there places where you felt really connected to God or to other people? 
So no specific places of consolation where you felt like, oh, God is good, and I feel his nearness, and I see it clearly. And then I also want you to take a moment and think about the experience of desolation. Were there places in your life this year where you felt stress, where you felt grief, where you felt anxiety or fear, maybe preoccupation with things you didn't want to be preoccupied with? Were there places where you felt disconnected from people or disconnected from God or it was hard to kind of experience God? What are the consolations and desolations from your year? Now I'm going to do something that some of you will hate me for, and I'm going to ask you to share with other people. If you're uncomfortable with that, that's okay. You can just listen to others. Um, you can, but I would encourage you. Maybe you want to just do it as a couple or a family, and that's okay. But you could get up and move and um, grab somebody else. We're going to take just about five minutes, and we're going to share with each other. Maybe share a place of consolation. From your year, you could share a place of desolation from your year. One of my favorite things about Ashworth is that we don't give cute church answers to things. And so you don't have to be like, God is good and everything is awesome from this year. Like, praise God. You know, you can be honest. Um, and a lot of times, even as I was starting to reflect on my year, those places of, of desolation or places that are painful end up being the places where I do actually see God moving, or I feel like there is something God is doing that's good, but it can be painful. So why don't you um, turn to someone next to you, or if you're maybe sitting close to someone, scooch over, turn around, um, and share with each other a place of consolation, a place of desolation, um, and we'll experience together in community, remembering like God invites us to, remembering what God has done this year and remembering some of those um, you know,
know, places that have been hard as well. And I'll bring us back um, in about five minutes.
Thanks for being willing to, I know, don't you get used to Sunday mornings, you come and like sit and listen, like somebody else does the work. But this morning, it's good to do the work of remembering. Anybody brave enough or willing to just shout out a few things? Places where you felt consolation, places that have been hard this year. For my extroverts in the room who are willing to. Yeah, yes, health scares that ended up having a positive outcome. in my group we talked about just health scares that you know where things were where there was positive outcome and also where it was not good it's like oh lord have mercy anybody else want to share a place of consolation from god this year or a place of desolation Experiencing God's mercy. Probably all say that this year. Well, I want to just give us a moment to respond to God, to pray prayers of gratitude. And I think even there are those hidden gifts in the really difficult times too. I remember thinking like there was a song that we sang a lot this year. Um, We sang Waymaker and that bridge would be like, even when I I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. And I think that's true. And so we could always pray prayers of gratitude even when things are hard too. Because we know that God has promised that he is working things for our good. So let's pray. And what I want to do is just do a one voice prayer where we all pray out. And I know this can be hard because you're like, oh, I hear the person next to me. That's okay. Receive the, the sound of other people's voices is the sound of praise, of gratitude. Um, when I would pray with some of my friends who are Korean American, this is how they would pray. They just prayed all out loud all at the same time and so I want you to do that this morning and as as I will start and just pray out loud right where you are tell God thank you for those places of consolation and thank you God for those places of desolation because I trust that you're working in those places so let's pray and as it quiets down I will close us so God thank you for um, your goodness we love you and we thank you 
We are grateful. We are grateful for you and the consistency of your love for us in no matter what, in the consolation and the desolation. God, your love remains and sustains us. So we're grateful. We love you, Jesus. Jaden's going to lead us in a song, so why don't you stand as we sing this morning.
standing because it's the first Sunday of the month and one of our traditions the tradition I love is that as part of our worship we come to the communion table we take the bread and we take the cup and we remember the death of Jesus Christ our Savior the reason that we're here the reason that we do this is because of what he's done for us on the cross this picture this meal is the ultimate example of us looking back being in the present but also beginning to look forward because we remember what Christ has done. And as I've shared many times before, one of the reasons that this picture is so significant isn't just because we remember what happened. It's in this moment that we're able to bring forward what Christ has done on the cross. That act of redemption is a part of our lives here and now. And so as we take these elements, we remember that and we bring it forward. But then we remember the words of Jesus where he says, I won't drink this again with you until I drink it in the new kingdom that is to come. And it focuses us also forward for the work that is still left to be done, the work that we do in the world, living as citizens of the kingdom of God, looking forward to the day when we live in the new creation with our Savior and our God. So I'm going to open up the tables and invite you to come, grab a cup, grab some bread, and then take them back to your seats and wait till everybody's had a chance to go through and we'll take these together. There's two tables today just right up here. And so take your time. We're not in a rush. Come, the tables are open.
One of the things I love about the image we get from that evening when Jesus had that last supper with his disciples is we understand that the way they would have been seated around the tables wouldn't have been in rows looking forward, but have been in more of a U shape. You know what that means is that when you're sitting at the table, you're looking at someone across from you. And so in that moment when they're taking the bread and the cup, they're reminded of the community that they're a part of. And so right now, I just want you guys to look around the room. If you're at the front, look behind you, look around. Be reminded of the community that you are a part of because of the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took it, bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you as often as you eat this. Do this in remembrance of me. same evening he took the cup he said this cup is the new covenant of my blood which is poured out for you without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sin as I said earlier he said I will not drink of this cup again until I drink it new with you in the kingdom that's to come but as you drink it now do it in remembrance of me stand and let's sing just sing a verse of this song together. Anthem of the blood. question for you. What are you looking forward to the most in 2023? All right, say it loud so I can hear you. What was it? Not looking forward to anything? Okay, that counts. Kids going back to school. It's a challenging question though, right? It's easier to look back, I think, sometimes, even though it may not always be pleasant, than to look forward. But that's what I want us to do right now, is to just shift our focus a little bit. In the last few minutes that we have here, I want us to think about what do you think could be in store for you in the coming year? I love the Apostle Paul. He wrote so many amazing things. He wrote a letter to a church in Philippi, and we have it in our Bibles. It's called the letter of Philippians, you know, and he's addressing them. He's talking to them. And look at, look at what he says in the opening letters of this, uh, opening words of this letter. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. Remember. I love that word. He's remembering these people. He says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this 
that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What a promise. What a word to say to somebody that God who has begun a good work in you, he's not done yet. And as we look back at the last year, as you think about the consolations and those are fun to look back at, the great things, the good times where you've seen God move, the desolation sometimes can overwhelm that. And we can get stuck a little bit and forget that God is not done working in and through us yet. And I think that's a word for us today, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. A little later in his letter, that same letter, Paul makes these, this statement. He says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You see, I think these words are a reminder that we're not here to just passively coexist with the world. We're not just to be sitting around and waiting one day for something to happen to us, that uh, we're not supposed to live our lives in neutral. We need to put it in drive. There's a purpose, there's a plan, there's, a, there's something greater beyond us just being here, living. And so Paul is reminding us that we need to press on to be passionate, to live passionately, to stop being satisfied with just barely or barely getting by, to push forward. We're to strive for the, towards the goal, not to strive to earn God's approval. We've already got that. We don't strive because we hope God, we make God happy and we don't want to make God cry. No, that's not it. We're his children. He's already happy. He already sings over us and dances over us and has joy because of us. But what is the goal then? What are we striving for? To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus and to see the life of Jesus lived out here in the world around us. To see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So a few questions just to get you thinking right now. What do you want to see God do in your life in this coming year? What do you want to see God do in your life in the coming year? Think about that. Another way to say it is just, what area of your life do you long for transformation or change? Or even a different way to put it, how do you want to grow spiritually in 2023? All those questions are asking the same thing. Take just a moment. If you have a journal, you want to write something down, I'm not going to ask you to share this out loud. But think about that. What do you want to see God do in your life in the coming year?
maybe as you're thinking about that, maybe there's a word or a phrase that comes to your mind as you think about this coming year. Maybe you need to just write that word or phrase down. sitting here right now and you think, I don't know. <laughs> I hear that question and I don't know. And I want you to know that's okay. You, the goal is not to send you out with an answer or a bumper sticker that you can hang on 2023. The goal is to seek God. The goal is to give God the space to be able, not just in this moment, although this is a cool moment, but throughout this afternoon and this evening and throughout this week to open ourselves up enough to be able to listen to God and see, God, how do you want to transform my life in the coming year? But I love that question, but there's another equally important question I think we have to follow it up with, and it's how will we pursue a more meaningful connection with God and others this year? You see, some of these questions are great because they let us sit and think and pontificate and just, oh, you know, live in this existential moment, right, of what it means to live and be. <laughs> but in reality, unless we do something, what ends up happening is 2023 ends up being just like 2022, just like 2021, I won't say 2020 because nothing will ever be like 2020. But I think the question is, how will we pursue that? What are we going to do to make this happen? What practices can we incorporate in our lives to help draw us closer to God? Again, not to get God's approval. We don't pray because we want God to pat us on the back and say, okay, you're good for another day. It's not how God works. But when we encounter the presence of the Almighty God, when He reveals Himself to us, it should stir us. It should motivate us to want to pray, to want to spend time, to want to be transformed. So what practices will we do? Will we incorporate? Because we have to understand that we really very seldom live in neutral. Most of the time we're either drawing closer to God or just kind of falling further away. And sometimes I think we assume that if we don't have put any of these practices in place, that we'll just continue like we are. But as I read this week, one author wrote, said, just because we don't choose our habits doesn't mean we don't have them. On the contrary, it usually means someone else chose them for us, and usually that someone doesn't have our best interest in mind. And so I want to introduce you to another practice and maybe you've heard of this before. It's called the rule of life. Anybody ever heard of that before? The rule of life. Now, if you're like me, you hear the word rule, and you immediately turn around and run the other direction, because the last thing I'm interested in is a rule. But it's not that kind of rule. In fact, a rule of life is just a term for a way of living, a pattern of communal habits for formation to help shape us. And the word rule there is actually comes from the Latin word regula, which doesn't mean so much a system of rules or laws, but rather a way of regulating your life. 
to stay on the path that you've set for yourselves. It's a rule kind of like a trellis that offers support and guidance for a plant, helping it grow a certain direction. And despite our understanding of the word rule, the rule of life is much less about obeying a rule than it is about finding purpose. And the goal of the rule of life is love. Loving God and loving others. But you see, for us, I think we don't like the word rule. We don't want to put any restrictions on ourselves. And that's not what we're talking about here. But we have a problem because if we ignore the habits that shape us, it means we've assimilated to a hidden rule of life. One author calls it the American rule of life. The rigorous program of habits that form us in all the anxiety, depression, consumerism, injustice, and vanity that are so contemporary in our culture. The Apostle Paul talks a little bit about this in Romans 12. This is the message translation. I love this. It says, take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going out to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and uh, quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And so... What I want you to do is even right now is just begin thinking. If you were to come up with what we would call a rule of life, a principle, a practice that you think, I want God to use this this year to help shape and form me. What do you think that would be? What do you think it is? Could be simple just as reading scripture, praying, reflecting. Could be finding out how to take a Sabbath in your life, an hour of no phone every day, a daily office or even just a meaningful conversation with a friend or a group weekly, that can be what it is. But that rule of life is meant to help us get to a place where we say, how am I going to pursue God this year? I think that's just such an important question. So I'm going to give you just another minute or so as Tim plays to just pause and reflect on that. And as you reflect, I'm going to just throw out a few more questions. Because I'm a question asker. Different questions hit different ways. If you've already heard a question that's motivating you, tune me out. What are the spiritual disciplines you might need to anchor you in a life with God this year? What are the practices of self-care and soul care? that you need to maybe care for yourself this year. What core relationships do you need in your life this season to support you on this journey? What are the gifts, the passions, the burdens within you that God wants you to express for the blessing of others.
just right now as a final prayer this morning. Just say, God, is there anything else you want to say to me today? So 
blessing to send you out into 2023. If you want, you can hold your hands out in front of you just to receive this blessing from Paul's words in Ephesians. I pray for you, Ashworth Church, that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I bless you to go. Happy New Year 2023.